This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Barry, sacked by Lawrence. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Ryan Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Taylor Stern. Welcome, everybody, here into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We are excited. After one week of OTAs, we have more to talk about here. Of course, we have to recap OTAs, what happened, what you should know. Of course, we've definitely got Rob's Twitter poll coming up in the third segment. So if you haven't voted, you need to vote. Mickey, you voted? I did. I swung the percentages. Great. Yes. If Mickey voted, you guys better get there. Go to our Twitter account, at Talking Cowboys. And, of course, we have owners' meetings to review And then looking ahead to OTA's week number two. So we're in it. We're ready to win. We have officially 100 days until the NFL season today, not necessarily the Cowboys season, but until the NFL season starts. It's 100 exactly. 100. 100 for the Cowboys. Thursday night opener or the Cowboys opener? Thursday night opener. On Thursday, it will be 100 for the Cowboys. So. And it feels like two days till training camp. We're going to wake up tomorrow, and it's going to be time to get on that plane. Two months. Yeah. Well, yeah, roughly. Right? You excited about this training camp? Seven weeks, absolutely. Are you? Should yes. be. You enjoy all that, Because don't it's you? already 100 degrees out yes, here? Yes, exactly. Why. Yeah. Yeah. We can start yeah. right there. Yeah. I Mickey's knew. minutes at training camp <laughs> were hard to come up, come by because he was so happy out there. I know. Yeah, he was. Know. Yeah. He was. We bring those back. Well. Because uh, I didn't have to read the darn paper every morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Life just goes by a little slower for out a, in For a newspaper man, you, that's a hard thing to do, right? Well, there's a lot of stuff in this world. Yeah. There yeah. is. Tell there me is. about that. Yeah. Well, that's why we have the joy of talking about Cowboys. Yep. And it's, it's exciting. It's going on out here. And the first thing I want to ask you guys, because we've got a lot to get into, is this the making of a dangerous Cowboys defense? And I pose that question to my lovely panel here because of what I saw at OTAs. We were all fortunate to see Demarcus Lawrence get the tag, his attitude toward it. You know, he's talking, I'm not the normal guy here in this situation. We have a fully healthy Jalen Smith. Hmm. Byron Jones, fully at cornerback. Mm -hmm. We've talked extensively about what Chris Richard can possibly do with this young secondary. Like it. You have the undrafted Cam Kelly making a little bit of a splash there. Mm -hmm. Sean Lee being smart, taking a second to not just jump into OTA, saving his body. So that's why I wanted to get you guys to discuss this at least, because I think there's something that all fans are excited about. Is this something you can hold on to? That's a great discussion point. I like that because um, I think you can look at certain spots on the defense and say this might be the deepest we've seen. Under Rod Marinelli, I'm, I'm looking at the defensive line and maybe that pass rush rotation and say, wow, you know, if Dorrance Armstrong, fourth-round pick, can develop, Coney Ely steps in. Rod's always liked a big rotation, but maybe this is a group with Lawrence coming on as a Pro Bowl guy. This might be the best pass rushing group he's had since he came here in 2013, yeah. 2014. 2013, came here with... Came yeah. here Rob after Ryan. After right? Rob Ryan. Right after. Yeah. 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 I'm this is gonna sound weird, but I'm gonna the rotation, I it might this defense might come down to what do they do? What do they figure out a defensive tackle? Exactly. And and I, I saw some good things from Jihad Ward. And I and I and I mean this in a positive way of movement, 
strength, being difficult to block. Again, it's different when you have pads on. He might just go by the wayside, and we get to. But we're being optimistic. But here. yeah, but but you know, if you, for a team looking for defensive tackle help, this Jihad Ward trade might have might pan out for these guys. If if you weren't going to do anything with Ryan Switzer. You know, if you had an idea, plans for other things, or and you said, I mean, we're not going to do anything with Ryan Switzer, we'll just move on from him. But to get Jihad Ward, if in fact he comes in, I would not be surprised if Jihad Ward pushes for a starting role here. I really, really wouldn't. I, I, I think there's that tight, he's got that kind of ability. I think he's, I, you know, if you, depending on what's happened with Collins and his foot, you're going to see plenty of Jihad Ward. And I and I'm I'm really I'm fascinated by I, I didn't seeing him on tape was different for me than seeing him live and seeing him move around in his size his physical size I, I just I'm kind of throwing that out there as a guy that that might make a difference one of those trades that might actually work out for this football team they need him to make a difference yeah because if you look at that defensive line rotation at right. tackle during that OTA practice you're sitting there going hmm. There's no Collins, David Irving. No David Irving, right? Right, right. And you're going, and and you're looking at the second team guys, and it's Ash and Brian Price, Price, and yeah. although they kind of like Price, yeah, they brought him back, but nothing. Dayton Jones, yeah, Dayton Jones was working with the first team because exactly. of all the guys yeah. missing, and it's like, eh, I don't know. But you're counting uh, on Malik coming back healthy. Well, you're counting yes. on David Irving getting in shape. Boy, healthy's a, a, a kind <laughs> yes, of loosely I know. So, used yeah, word. Yeah, counting on it, and but you still got to have another defensive tackle to start. Yeah, and 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 then you know we'll see about all these defensive ends. I know there's a lot of optimism out there uh, with these guys, but we got to see. And I think you saying that Jalen Smith's 100% healthy may be a tad optimistic also. we got to see it when the pads come on and then how quickly Vander Esch I, is able to I read into her, I read into her comment is the no brace, which yeah. makes me feel like that at least they feel comfortable enough health-wise uh, that, that they hey, he doesn't need to play with the brace. Okay, now we'll see how well now, he plays. And, and, and now, to your, now to your point is, okay – the thing I noticed, and, I, and I'm sorry if I'm shifting away from the defensive line, but I noticed. No, I, with, I think we're no, talking about fine. the defensive hole. Yeah. Okay, with Van Der Esch, I didn't see Van Der Esch in the one time we got to see him play. I didn't see him move from the middle. I didn't see him. He was primarily a. So okay, is it in, in OTAs? It's real easy to move guys around just to see how they look. Jalen Smith was the one guy that kind of moved around a little bit. And, and, and maybe that's something that we're going to read into when we get to Oxnard, that, okay, they're going to play Jalen Smith at some other position. Yeah, he could play Mike Linebacker. But usually these guys, they'll kind of – the rookie guy, they'll say, okay, let's see if he can play this. Let's see if he can play this. Let's see if he can play this. Yeah. And it, it looked like to me that they were kept – they were keeping Leighton Vander Esch as that Mike Linebacker. So to the point about Jalen Smith – if he could play without the brace, give you something as one of the other linebackers, whether it's the Mike, the Sam, wherever he has to play. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, now your defense is is getting better. I don't, I don't think he'll ever be as good as he was at Notre Dame, but I, I'm, I think he'll be better than he was last year. 
I do believe that. I'm, I'm assuming, but I'm just going to ask questions. You guys are all good with Sean Lee just taking this rest. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Save him from himself. Save yeah. him from himself. That's right. That and and we talked. I talked to him for a while with some other reporters. Because he's still week. out there. He's out there. He says he's feeling good. But, you know, that hamstring, they're focused on what they can do stretching-wise and just different th- things they can do to try to keep that thing healthy and long-term. You know, because it has been an issue for him, and it was an issue for him multiple times last year. So, yeah, no reason to push it for him. I think it's a normal routine for him this time of year, but at the same time, they're mindful of that hamstring. It's it's almost, him it, last year. You know what? It's almost a blessing because they don't need him out there. Yeah. Uh, Joe Thomas gets to work, and they get there to you see go. what that guy there you go. can do yeah. on yeah. the weak side because yeah. you still need a backup. And I think yeah. when you mentioned Van Der Esch, they kept him at middle linebacker, but I don't know that you want to overload the rookie right away. Yeah, and so that well, gives him an opportunity. He's good moving around, though. Oh, he's. Yeah, I mean, he it's he those... will be. I, I'll make the prediction right now. Dude. He will be on the nickel defense. Oh no, that's that's fair. It is one of his best traits is his ability to coverage. And I notice because right. he can get. Oh back, no, he can. And then he notices where the ball he's is. He's very aware and yeah. drive on it, not yeah. to break it up, but yeah. drive on it right. to make a tackle. Right. Well, Plan playing Mike makes the most sense because they believe he can play Mike or Will. Well, that's that's Sean Lee's spot. And when you hear team officials talk about who he can be, it's the Brian Urlacher. Yeah, it's it's a Brian Urlacher type. It's it's a relatable Uh, comparison. Yeah, size wise, Rolando McLean, a guy because you got to have a guy in the middle who can cover, adjust, uh, come up and tackle, cover a lot of ground, and he's able to. You've talked about that. His movement yeah. is, is probably his best trait oh, for his yeah, size. They've targeted him as a guy, clearly, that has that ability, to, like Mickey said, to play in those sub-packages where it's drop, read, react, right. get to the football. Because he could do all that for a, for a long guy. He's got some ability to turn. Usually with long-legged or limbed players, it takes them time to turn, to get everything going the right direction with him. It's very quick in the way he gets going, and I, I think that's one of the traits that they really, really liked about him. Uh, I mentioned you mentioned Joe Thomas again. I like I appreciate you doing that though. I think the Will linebacker stuff that he showed some because he was a middle linebacker with Green Bay, but he's got some of the traits that you see with mobility wise and things. They use some things with him in the nickel playing with him and Van Der Esch and, and as those guys. And I, I saw some I saw some good things with him as far as the read, the reaction, getting to the football, the ability to run. Uh, you know, there were some times at Green Bay where you watched him play where he didn't have that kind, those kinds of traits. Uh, you know, got caught in some coverage. Uh, Carolina game I thought was really good for him as far as some of the coverage things. You know, having to deal with some of their packages out of the backfield. But uh, you know, this this might be another one of those gets that. Pro guys had a guy had a guy in mind, and they said, "Okay, hey, inexpensive guy, let's go get him." Uh, just some of the some positive things about him early in this camp. I think I from an athletic standpoint, they're better at linebacker with this group. Yes, from a depth standpoint, because that was a concern, right? Huge concern. And, Huge and, concern. And, you know, Durant couldn't stay healthy, and he was at the end of his career. Yeah, uh, and then you really after that. We're, you didn't have much. Yeah, we're really not Kyle even talking. Yeah, we're Kyle not talking Wilber. about. Yeah. We're not even talking about Damian Wilson, who was a starter, and we're not even talking about Covington yet. Right. You know, and I, Covington I, out of yeah, Indiana. Out of Indiana, who and certainly I, looks the part. He sure does. And so good build. That, that's the thing about it is can they can they did they did they help this linebacker crew enough 
with the guys they've added and do they going to put guys in the right spot? I think that they, 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 they have a plan for how they want to play it. Let's hope that all the health holds up. I, I'm, I'm for Sean Lee at training camp. He could stand next to me all day. Just let him right. coach. Yeah. Give him Just, a clipboard. I really don't need He to can s- do a good job of No, it. seriously, I don't need any wear and tear on Sean Lee. I don't need – those practices, as we've seen, those practices can be pretty physical with Garrett and that bunch. And, I, and I, I'm okay with just letting Sean Lee save some wear and tear on his body. I don't think Sean – you have to worry about Sean Lee having rust. I asked him what that conversation is like every year. It was kind of like when Witten was here. It was like the trainers talk to him, the coaches talk to him, and, it, and he fights them at first, and then it's like, all right, I get it. This is better. Yeah, he feels like he's, he needs to be – out. his voice needs to be out there. He needs to be leading from the front is what he said. But look – it's May, you know. Let's yeah. get him ready for August and, and September. Well, well, too, yeah, I think September being September the for most, sure. Yeah. September being the most important. Hundred days. We, we've seen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been documented by our show. And, and again, you don't need a, some former scout telling you. You watch the games. He doesn't play. They're not as good on defense. Whatever you can do to, to let him play the 40, 50, 60 snaps a game, do it. Whatever you have to do, go that route. See, and I still think there's a question mark at right corner and slot. We, yes, yeah, I was have, going to move yeah. get back I'm not, to the secondary. I'm not just saying Byron Jones is over there and that's he's got it and that makes him better. You're not giving up that fight, are you? you? Got questions I want to see about, it. You oh got no, questions I'm, about I'm, the line. I'm with you. He you needs questions. to prove himself. Well, there are there are questions I'm, about all this. Stuff. I appreciate you saying that, though. I, I mean, he's he's done some good things over there. Oh, sure. I've seen his ability to kind of shadow the receiver right. a little bit better, but again, he hasn't played over there. He hasn't done that, but. Four games he started his rookie year. Yeah. So let's see what he can do and how that affects who goes in the slot. Because what if he it doesn't work? Yeah. Is Anthony Brown out there? You know, is is Jordan Lewis out yeah, there? Yeah. And Jordan then Lewis who's playing the, left corner right and then now? Who's in the slot? Yeah. What do you think is Byron Jones's best trait from what you've seen? Well, he, he, I mean, he's he's got great athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Now, does he have the football acumen to be able to play that corner, the know-how. And and I think that's what he's got to prove. Otherwise, he's back to safety. Yeah. And then you saying, okay, well, I don't have to worry about my safety depth. Yeah. And I'll go back and I'll go to my grave saying, no one ever finished the season and said, you know, we didn't win the Super Bowl because of my safety. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, the Saints take care of that middle, that front, and take care of those, those corners. corners. Saints lost an, an NFC divisional game because of the safety yeah, play. Yeah, well, just because he didn't make one tackle, they lost that game. Did you like the Byron <laughs> oh, yeah, Jones? Dude. Yeah, that's true. Did you like <laughs> like the Byron Jones coverage on Deontay Thompson last week in the deep ball down the left sideline? The catch-up speed, breaking it up at the end of the yes, play. That was, that, I was, did. that was impressive play. And it that was. sounds like it impressed you, Rob. It did. It did. I mean, it showed his. He used his size. He yeah. used it and, and used that closing speed because he has great speed. Um, so I think there's potential there. I, I I'm putting trust in Chris Richard, knowing what he needs to fit his scheme. So we'll see what happens. I but think, Brian's talked about it. Look, you got to figure out what he is at some point. I, keep I, there. Yeah, 48 games. We're Please. trying to figure that yeah. out. I, I think that the trait that might get him in the most trouble is how aggressive he is. Like because, biting on stuff. Well, I, I not biting, but how phys, how physical he plays at the line. Because there were a couple of times last week where the officials threw holding flags on him oh, because he's yeah. a jam, jam, jam. Okay, we're at seven yards. I'm still trying. I thought one time he got called for uh, hands of the face 
because he was fighting, you know, he was fighting with Michael Gallup down the sidelines, and Gallup was trying to shake him, and he couldn't shake him. And then the referee throws the flag, and now the ball went to the other side of the field, and I'm like, wonder what happened there? And I'm like, I see the official, oh, he's giving it the defensive holding sign and pointing, you know, towards Byron. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, this is where Byron Jones could get in trouble. If it turns into he's struggling a little bit with his technique, and now it's like, okay, I'm just going to turn this into a fist fight, you know. And you think of Byron Jones, you don't think of fist fight, but he he'll play with some physicality along the line of scrimmage. I think of Byron Jones. I think physical. I mean, you've yeah. seen some of his amazing no, hits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could, but I think that's the one thing. It might be a strength of his, a trait. I like what Mickey was saying though about it, and and Mickey's absolutely right about questioning, you know, that move because mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're, it, it, let's see it. Let, let and I yeah. and I'm usually the I'm usually the okay. Let's. I, I'm me personally. I am very surprised they moved him. I, I really, really am. But that just shows you the influence uh, that that Chris Richard has on this group now. It's and funny he, what you said about being overly aggressive. And Chris Richard, what did he say a, a couple weeks ago about what he likes his bigger corners to do? Be aggressive, disrupt at the line be, of scrimmage. Be, yeah, now, and that's Byron Jones can do that. But you got to harness it and, yeah. and follow your technique, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing about it is. And they changed. My understanding is the technique they want the corners playing on which hip which hip to play yeah which exactly hip they're right playing. that was very and, that was astute on your point and yeah. they thought that he would be more conducive to playing that way than way they they used to play it so but I think that's a we'll see that's why I keep saying this training camp is going to be one of the more interesting ones we've covered in quite some time because there's a bunch of stuff where you think it's pretty good but it's kind of we'll see let me ask you this are you gonna ask the question what do you mean? The question about the secondary, about the corners. What if I think the position depth is? Uh, is to me okay? I, if you I, think it's the best position on the roster? Yeah. Do you think it's the best? Do you think the cornerbacks, as a group, are the be- is the best position on this roster? Okay. Okay. Offensive line. I was I was gonna say give me give me okay, Zach gonna, Martin gonna say, and Connor Williams. Okay, but okay. We're looking at defense. We're yeah. looking at defense. Give, give me Ezekiel Elliott and Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Five Zeeks. Five Zeeks. I know what you're saying, though. There's a lot of bodies there now, and it's a lot of young talent, right? Moldable talent. Well, I think what's going to happen is they're going to end up cutting somebody that can make a roster. Like a Duke Thomas or somebody like that? Marquez White? Marquez. Oh, yeah, please don't cut it. him. No, I'm not saying cut no, him, I know, but let's I know, not I forget know. him. No, we, no, we I keep talking about no, these no, rookie right. free agents. I, I, haven't forgot, I haven't forgot him at all because I think he's a perfect fit for what – and, and actually it seems – Tall, length. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels like that they're they're kind of pushing him into some roles and taking uh, Jordan Lewis in another direction. Jordan Lewis is like, guys, I ain't going away. You might put me on the second team at left corner, and you might put me in the slot, and I, I'm not going away. So that that I, he's I, a force. Yeah, I just kind of feel like the, it's the the way that they're playing Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis went from a what 14 game starter yeah. basically to being a guy that all of a sudden now is. We're going to move a safety. We're going to play him at right corner. And Jordan Lewis, you get to play left corner and you're in a backup. And you and by the way, Jordan Lewis, you don't even get to play in the slot with the first unit. Anthony, Anthony Brown, we're going to put you in the slot. He's not He's not the prototypical size corner, though, right? I mean, that, He might be the, one of the best players they have. Now, Richard says he's the exception to the rule because, like Tay said, he's a force. He's physical. Yeah. He'll, he'll battle you even though he's 5'10", 175. Oh, he did that he today with Dalton Schultz. Ball yeah. goes up and inside. But what does he do? He goes with him. One of my favorite things I learned last week about the cornerbacks and I guess the DBs in whole, they did a lot of exercises at gymnastics gyms. 
over mm. the off season. Wow. And that was the first I had heard of it, that every week they were doing different gymnastics training. Wow. Double flips on the high Double bar? flips. <laughs> whatever you know? it takes, knock the ball away <laughs> from Julio Jones or in week <laughs> six or whatever. But I would love yeah. to see exactly what they're doing, well, but apparently they all went together. You know, they're pretty close. All these young DBs, they're very close. So you're talking about the Jordan Lewis. Those guys, they, they're competitive. Yeah, the thing, it's funny, they, Rob brought it up. Byron Jones made a gymnastics move of basically laying out and playing with off hands. So, yeah. 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 So I, I, I think it's with the exception of the offensive line who, you know, we got to talk about Zach no, no, Martin. No, no, but yeah. I mean, but as far as p- the position depth, I, I think it's a really, really good group. I, I do. I, I like what they have with White and with Lewis and with Awuzier. And, you know, we'll see. Mickey's They've right. they been at, aggressive in the offseason yeah. to do it. Yeah, let's yeah. see. You know, I mean, Mickey's right. I think they're going to put somebody on the street or trade somebody. I mean, if Anthony Brown could get back to way he played his, fresh, his freshman, freshman year. Freshman year. I rookie keep saying year. that. Rookie year. I understood when you said it. I did, too. I was like, yeah, his freshman <laughs> year. He's his junior now. Yeah. Switzer too much yeah, yeah. Um, over the years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if he can get back to doing that and you got a five, six-man – rotation there it's interesting yeah because they felt like two year a year ago that that db group had reached a ceiling with claiborne and church wilcox skandrick skandrick now it's these rookie second year guys and maybe they make a big jump this year they were hard pressed to find four guys a couple years ago to play corner on and you would like to have five for sure and they were hard pressed to put that fourth one on the. Let roster. me ask you this: of the four guys, real quick, the four guys. Oh, you got to go to break. Okay, go ahead and break. No, no, no. Finish. Ask your question. Yeah, I was we'll tease I, it. I was wondering. Okay, when you come back, when you come back, I want you to ask. I'm going to ask a question about which one of the four guys would you have liked to have kept for this current group? How well, about that? That's a great hanger. And when we come back, we have to get to the offense because. We've exhausted this defense in a good way, so we will be right back after this. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. 
Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talking Cowboys. Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusively Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Better have them tomorrow. It's going to be hot. Mm. Yes, we were just talking about the weather out here. Of course, we have the indoor at Ford Center, but I think they're going to stay outside, at least for tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to get warm out there. All right, so Brian asked a question before we get to the offense because yeah. I want to talk about Zach Martin, Terrence Williams. We we have to, Tavon Austin. So before we get there, yeah, just I just was back. curious if there was anybody of the, of the corners that you would have liked to have had back in for this current group or none at all. Are you, you, are you comfortable with what the group, the way it is, the way you like the group? I mean, was somebody, could Mo Claiborne been a, a factor the way they're now playing? Brandon Carr? Or, or like you said, none of these guys. I'm okay. Or with, they did the right thing. I, I'm okay with this corner group. For me, it, it, as far as DBs go, I mentioned it last week. Barry Church, when he was here, was a stabilizing presence at safety. Yeah. Uh, but I think they've. We mentioned the number of guys they've got at corner. Young guys. I think Awuzie is poised to, to take a step this year if he can stay healthy. I, I like what they've done at corner. So it's they made the right move then to everybody I think so. out there. They they, they every, it was kind of like it was the gnashing of teeth. That, okay, well, oh, God, they're getting rid of all these guys. You can't play with young corners, da-da-da-da-da. So, they, actually, that was a, a good move by the front office. I moving think from on a with. financial standpoint also. Sure. Because I'm with you on maybe Claiborne, but he got a little bit of money from the Jets, Jets right? Right, yeah. Um, he got and, some good money. And you're sitting there going, well, I, I'd like to see him to have that healthy. speed yeah. there, but he right. couldn't stay healthy. As for the rest of it, yeah, I, 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 it's too bad that these guys didn't stay healthy last year because I think you would have seen the takeover at a greater pace than what we did. Well, this is a good segue because obviously those guys, they've left and it happens every year and a large part of it is due to contracts. And now we're here with Zach Martin. Everyone thought that contract would get figured out a little bit sooner, but things happen Time has passed. We are close to June, and Zach Martin still doesn't have his long-term deal. We all expect it to happen, but until then, he's here working out. He's just not participating in OTAs. Right. And in the meantime... And you just just got to get it done. You just got to get it done. I I think that, to me, this is is one of those deals where, and, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is just my thought about it. It's a position that we've seen very few – we've seen the, the position go up through the years. I mean, the last couple of years, people have stepped up to pay their guards as much as – tackle has always been a position you paid. Wide receiver has been a position you paid. Cornerback's been a position you paid. Quarterback's a position you paid. I think this is new to teams. I think this is new to teams that having to play, having to pay that much, for, much a for, me for a guard. And it's not that they don't want to do it, but I think they're in in a, in a situation where they're thinking, okay, what is the right amount? What's not, what's too high? What's too low? I, I think you're always comfortable with the other positions I mentioned: the tackles, the quarterbacks, the cornerbacks. I think that you, I think your teams, front offices are comfortable with those positions. Guards a little bit different cat. And and I and you don't want to you don't want to uh, you don't want to shortchange an uh, an all pro player and of course he's going to sit there and say you know what I'm one of the better players I've, you're on the on your team I deserve just as much money as 
this guy or this guy or this guy. So I think that's why the Cowboys are having a little bit of problem right now. It's not something that they don't want to do or they're trying to hold it up, but they're trying to figure out what exactly the market is for an all-pro guard to make sure that he's compensated like the all-pro that he is. Yeah, I wonder if the guy, in, is it Nor- Norvell in Jacksonville? Yeah. I wonder how much maybe he reset things because... See, that's one of those things that you... Who? Mean, yeah. That's exactly. my point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now all of a sudden, he's I think he's the highest paid guard now, yeah. and Zach Martin's a four-time Pro Bowl All-Pro guy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think probably what they're trying to do, because this is not about this year or next year it's down the road absolutely and i I bet what they're trying to do is guarantee him more money at at, and the total package it's less it's like you're going to get this right now give us a break on what it's going to cost you in three years when i'm paying a quarterback and i got to make a decision on zeke Uh, at some point i've got to pay a wide receiver you know this 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 little thing ain't gonna uh, last for long. Receivers by committee. <laughs> well, not only receiver by committee, but they're you know Alan Hearns two year deal, and and he's not making that much money. Well, you drafted Michael Gallup. Yeah, and, and he that's might turn the, out to be something and, really good for you. Well, and in three or four years, you're gonna have to pay him right yeah, if right. he does. Yeah. So you got to watch how you budget your salary cap money. It's not their money; it's the salary cap money. I'm sure they'd love to pay. You know, Zach Martin, all you know, whatever. But you got to watch how you budget down the down the road. You got to next year. You got to figure out what he what, what if Lawrence has another Pro Bowl season. What are yeah. you going to do with him? Yeah. You know, it's a long term deal for him too now. So they got to be careful. And I and I think you're right about guard. You sitting there going. God, it's a guard. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the best one in <laughs> the, the league. Best right? player on your right. team. Right. 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 But. See, that's what I don't think people have a real handle on that. The, the example about the, the, the kid that got signed to Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, that, that's not having a handle on. And they had so much money. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. They had they, money they were, to throw. They uh-huh. did, because they, they were like $70 million under the cap. So yeah. they, they could spend, and, and it's like, okay, well, you know, the well's never going to run dry. We, we may be a little spoiled, too, because we've seen Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, even Lyle Collins last year get done early. Like with a with two years left on their deal, I think we all kind of thought, oh, Zach will get done last summer. Well, it depends. It's gonna what, get done, I think, but it's it's taken longer than we thought. It depends what they're asking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of fans have a lot of questions, and you guys are the experts here. So everyone has heard about what's happened to Terrence Williams. He was not out there last week, not only because of what's going on, mainly because of his foot and the rehab there, and we all expected he wouldn't be out there. Well, he didn't practice. Right. Didn't practice. Yeah. That's what I meant. He was out there. That's what I'm when I'm saying out there, I'm mainly meaning that they're on the field participating. Right. Right. Okay. Terrence Williams, does he have one foot out the door? What's gonna happen with this? I hate to ask that and put anyone's job on the line, but we're just Well, he put it on the line. That's true, Mickey. You're right. You're right. And so there's just a lot of speculation of his future on this team and kind of getting your guys' thoughts and understanding of it. Uh, well, we don't know what's going to happen we, legally. Yeah, we know that the NFL can can take action against a player, even if it's not, even if he's not charged. I mean, we saw that with Zeke, or if it's not a serious matter. We're talking about misdemeanors here, I believe, uh, with what we've seen in the reports, with police reports, with Terrence and the uh, public intoxication. Class um, C misdemeanor. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think this receiver group's got to shake itself out a little bit before you start talking about moving on from him. Um, I, I still think you've got to see some guys emerge. And I'm talking about Alan Hearns, and I'm talking about Michael Gallup. And uh, you know what you have in Terrence, and he's a guy that's played with Dak. He hasn't been a high-production guy, but he has helped you in certain games. He's helped you in the running game. Um, I, I wouldn't jump there yet. But obviously – They've brought in a lot of competition, and it certainly would help him to be on the field competing. Well, unfortunately, he's hurt, so he's yeah. in double jeopardy. Not only the legal thing hanging over, but he's recovering from surgery to repair a fractured fifth metatarsal. So he wouldn't be out there, and the idea was not to have him out there till training camp, but he didn't do him any, himself any favors. Now, again, it may come down to what the league does, because if the league wants to punish him, then the guarantee is base salary this year, $3.5 million, disappears. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, it's not going to cost us that much to absorb his the rest of his prorated uh, signing bonus. So at this point, you know, everybody's waving their liberal flag. Oh, get rid of the guy. We don't need him. Well, it, it would cost you $3.5 because he's already on the books for a guaranteed salary. So you have to be careful, and you would like to write it out and have one person here on the field that actually played a lot last year. Even though he didn't have any touchdowns, he still had 53 catches. You know, you just eliminated 132 catches from your team with Witten and Dez. (laughs) Now add 53 to that. It would just be Beasley. He'd be the only guy left over, I think, right? Noah Brown. And look at it as it is right now. Beasley is the only guy on this team that's caught more than – 64 catches in a season. Hearns. One Tw- year in Jacksonville. 64. Yeah. I yeah. said more. Yeah. Yeah. 24 times in the league, and I think at the last three years, we've had situations where players have conduct detrimental policy, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Only four times have the player been released. So that means 20 other players with the similar type of things that have happened to Terrence Williams still stayed on the team. So – I don't think they're going to get rid Just don't right get Right away, a though. Hurry. I mean, you look at somebody like DeMontre Moore and what followed him from it's, Seattle. It's, but. Yeah, it, but, but players in this situation, 20 of the 24 were brought back. Only four times has a team cut a player like this. I, uh, You've all made great points. It's catches. It's it's experience. It's it's familiarity with the player. Right. Yeah. They, you know, what, what, what happened last year at this time, if you remember as well, with uh, Damian Wilson – and his thing with a gun in a parking lot over a dispute and all that, Damian Wilson was still here. You know, I mean, there, there's things that they will tolerate. And uh, I think this is a situation where he made a mistake. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's going to uh, he's gonna pay for it, not only having to get his car fixed, but he's also going to pay for it, you know, a little bit personally, you know, with himself. I mean, he's got to live with that now. But I think the team keeps him around. I don't. I don't see them getting rid of him. I see them getting him healthy, getting him back on the field, and then let him compete, as Rob says, and let them shake this receiver thing out. It's gonna be interesting. That, that yeah. might be the position right there when we talk about the strength of a team. That one might be the weakness of this team. Mm. When it's, it's unproven. All, when it's all said and done, we yeah. just need don't need to be so righteous. Yeah. Right off the bat, before you even know. I mean, we've heard three different stories on well the worst thing that happened is he shouldn't have his him and his agent should have made a statement right once then once all that police the video came out 
That was very embarrassing. Hurts you. Yeah, that's something they yeah. can't take back. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I no. Well, oh wait. What are you flipping over the front of your bike here? What are you doing there? You didn't talk about that, did you? You know, so that's uh, it's a messy one. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. this is something you know that needs to be worked. I mean, he was very he was very polite to the police officer. The police officer was very polite to him. I mean, you could see all those things handled the right way, but they didn't need to make a statement. They and, just did not need to make that. statement. And he is. Let's got to point this out. He's a guy they've never had a problem with no. off the field. So you know, it's it, like you said, it's, it's a mistake, unfortunate. unfortunate uh, Except and for running forty yard dashes in the parking lot at three in the morning. What? You remember that one? Nope. That Barefoot? one was another one. <laughs> it's another that was one. another one. Let me yeah. tell you what, Mickey. In the crazy that, season. Let me tell you what. There was a bar in Dallas. That somebody bet me I couldn't hit a five iron over a parking lot over a, a building, and I did it. And sometimes you do 40-yard sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> dashes in the uh, – You get challenged. You, you get challenged, and sometimes you do it. So like in training camp uh, at the old Cedar Door in Austin yeah. when we were hitting – Seven iners into yeah. from the gravel parking lot, yeah. hitting seven iners into the power plant. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was, I was bet about... I was bet I couldn't hit it over a building. We got it over the fence. Yeah. I don't know how far it went. <laughs> Reel it back yeah. in. Reel back in. <laughs> All right. Talking about speed, though. Tavon Austin, of course, everyone's curious of what he's going to end up really being. You have this hybrid receiver running back out there, and he calls himself. He said, "I'm just a playmaker." Mm-hmm. That's all he is. True. He's just here to make plays. So hopefully he'll he'll make some for you, Mick. He can run quickly. He's very quick, and I think it gives him a dangerous person uh, for punt returns. And I raised the uh, prospect of returning kickoffs with him, and he goes, well, you know, I really haven't done that much. Right. And I said, yeah, but just like that, he goes, I'm sure my name's going to come up. And all I can think of is with the new kickoff return rules, yeah, you if somebody actually kicks it to them and you've got all that open field, I, 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 I probably shouldn't have said it to Jason the other day. And I said, yeah, sort of like the – and I go, the Kansas City game at the end of the half when yeah. you get Ooh, a – Ooh, you brought up the Hail Mary? Oh, when oh, you, Mickey. No, it was a dump off that ended <laughs> up a Hail Mary, right? But, but no, just think of a fast guy like that in the middle of the field – when you don't have a lot of people around them, and, and now it's no, almost a video game. And there's no running start anymore. There's no running so, start. Yeah. You, you you can't drop your guys back to block. you got to stay in that area. So there's a lot of space if you got a speedy, shifty guy. I think yeah, there's, there's seven, sorry, seven new kickoff rules that yeah. will impact the 2018 if they're, season. If they're trying to prevent collisions, I think they've done a bad job with this rule. I think special teams coaches are going to figure this out about sky kicking, pooch kicking. They don't have extra blockers in the back. Now all you have to do is put fast guys up front on your cover team. You just play balance. But if you win that initial block where you have the stationary blockers in that area, now you're running to the football. They don't have enough guys to block you back there, wedge. So all of a sudden you're going to see people dumping the football. There's going to be more collisions in this game. People trying to stop them. Uh, from from bringing the ball out past the 25. Yeah, you're going to do one of two things because the two guys, you only can have three back there, right? That's right. So two of them aren't going to be linebackers right. or defensive linemen right. that can block. Right. It's going to have to be somebody that catches the ball. That's absolutely so, right. And if you only can have one guy back, then how wide's the field? Yeah. And, exactly. and, and you're going to start hitting the ball to the 10-yard line on the side. There's going to be more squib kicks. There's going to be more pooch kicks. There's going to be more trying to be disruptive with the football. 
they're gonna they're they're gonna get the total opposite of safety here. There's gonna be a ton of collisions, directional kicking, try and get guys pinned into a corner, get them on the tackle them on the 10, 12 yard line, and let them start from there. This, you think is, that this is, is a bad rule. You think that instead of just trying to go for more touchbacks, absolutely, because you can pin them deep like yeah, a punch. just no. There's gonna be more collisions, or you just don't get to the ball. Yeah. Tay, and if it, it is about safety, right? Because yeah. NFL owners, the report is owners were told concussions are five times as likely to occur on kickoff returns. So, but it's a collision game. But if you're and a kickoff, gonna, if if you're on the kickoff team, you don't get a run up anymore, nope. right? You got to be one yard. But from all you have to do is, ball. and they and they're not allowed the drop. So right. the way it is, so you're going to have a lot of collisions up front, up front, which is going to create about forty yards of space. Absolutely. Right? And, and who's keeping somebody from dumping the ball and letting it just bounce around down there? And, again, putting five, putting defensive backs on your kickoff team, guys that can run, guys that can avoid, guys that can make a, make the play, that can cover the kick. I think Jason said it best in the press conference when he said when you make rules like this, there's always unintended consequences. Oh, yeah, like, get ready. You didn't. Did you think it all the way through? There's because some, these some, coaches are going to figure, figure it out how to take advantage of they it. They are figuring it out right now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you guys haven't figured it out, you have to go and vote for our Twitter poll. Mickey voted. Mm. Brian voted. Mm-hmm. So we will have the rest of the answers coming up right after our final break here. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is talking cowboys don't forget about papa john's pizza they got a great deal going for 12.99 you get a large pizza a side of bread and a two liter bottle of whatever soda you want hopefully pepsi not bad and it is pepsi by the way there we go pepsi products and Mm -hmm. when you add in the ingredients they put on that pizza with the veggies and the pepperoni boy that 12.99 deal is a good one goes a long way john's 
You can order it while you're watching the uh, the finals, the NHL finals, the mm. NBA finals. The No Basketball League. What? No Basket League. Okay. No making of baskets. God. For one side. I was embarrassed. <laughs> Two old men going at it here. <laughs> Brian's teaching, telling me basketball's over. It's well, finished. It's ended here. We're talking about the game. Even the Cleveland-Boston game was awful. <laughs> Just awful. All right. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, we still got him. We, All right, well, we got into it God. a little bit. Yeah. Cowboy, Cowboy fan LeBron James. Yeah. He is a Cowboys fan. We got in, and Chris Paul is too, so. Mm-hmm. How many shots did, so how, how many shots did uh You don't want to get to the Twitter poll, do you? You just don't want to How many it. shots did Harden put up last night? Like 29? 7 for 29 or something ridiculous? I don't know. We already got into it a little bit, the receivers, but your yes. poll falls along those lines. Yeah. And Mickey hinted at the fact that he he twisted up the uh, the percentages. So That's right. I have a, I'm going to make a guess. After you read it, I'm going to guess who Mickey chose. Please do. Okay. Simple poll, Brian. Yeah. Which new wide receiver of these new wide receivers will have the biggest impact in 2018? I've got Tavon Austin as a receiver here. Because okay, he's cool. going to at least do... In my opinion, he's probably going to sure, do most of sure. that. Why not? Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup, or Deontay Thompson? Okay, Mickey, before I make your guess, uh-huh. did you at least choose somebody that was on this? Yes, I did. Tapes? Okay. There was no write-in available. Okay, oh, so. No. I couldn't. I couldn't vote for Marchie. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his Marchie. Marchie and Mickey. Marchie and Mickey bond. show. I want to say that Mickey wrote Deontay Thompson. That you voted for him. I did not. Did you vote for Gallup? I did not. Okay, well then I'm out. Well, then, I, I, you're I, not skewing it that I, much. I played time. the percentages of who's going to get the best chance, and it's going to be Alan Hearns. Oh, mm. so you went with the obvious one. See, yeah. I thought he was going to go with the Deontay Thompson, you know, run up, flash on him. Bryce Butler 2.0 kind of a guy? Yes. Yeah. Who'd you vote for? I voted for Hearns. You did? Yeah. And if he doesn't make the biggest impact, they're in trouble. Well, I, I just need him to be as good as Des Bryant was last year. That's all I need. Was it 65 catches? 69. 69 catches. How many yards do we have? What was Des Bryant? Almost 900. Yeah. 800 How many touchdowns plus. we have? Six. Okay. Give me that. In total agreement, I went with Alan Hearns as well. The it's fans just, agree. Yeah. Why? why? I, well, I would just have to say, you know, he kind of has nothing to lose here. I mean, granted, he has – you have to be this number one wide receiver. But no one's thinking of him as a Des Bryant type guy yet. Right. right. You know, so we numbers really, would be nice though. The Des Bryant numbers the would numbers be good. would be great. And yeah. he, yes, he wore eighty eight at Jacksonville, so there's yeah. hopefully some similarities there. But I feel like he, he's in the perfect position to have a breakout year. It's great opportunity for sure. And they're not yeah, they're not asking him to be dominant necessarily. That'd be great, but just be be reliable for Dak. How close were Thompson and Gallup? Uh, well, Hearns won 45%. Yeah, yeah. Thompson only got 3% of the vote. Okay, the, you, folks don't know him yet. Michael Gallup was second, 37%. Sure, Austin, sure. 15%. I wonder how much of that is. Well, is he going to be a quasi-running back? Yes. He will do some of those things. They're going to move him. He's going to be a chess piece, right? Yes. So Very, very similar. To, I, I believe you'll see a very similar. The, the way they used him in Los Angeles was as a running back. They used him as a slot player to throw the ball to. A lot of his stuff is not down the field. A lot of his stuff is around the line of scrimmage. It's the jet sweeps. It's the sweeps. It's the straight handoffs. It's you know one-back runs. It's screens. That's, that's the kind of player that he is. And I, I see them doing the same thing with him, with him here. 
So I don't, and don't make many... any judgments on what they do in the first week of OTAs. Like, oh, yeah. he's only playing wide receiver. Right. Look, let the guy settle in, get sure. used to the offense, and then you, you'll start seeing them moving them around. And they may not show us everything they want to do. With exactly it. right. Yeah. I think though the the one if they can get Gallup though, if they can get Gallup to the the learning curve with Gallup to be very small, you know, to get him out there. I mean, he's got the quickness, athletic ability to avoid the jams. He can make plays down the field. I, I was talking to some guys. I'm like, you know, you turn around every once in a while and you see the ball going down the field to 13 and like Mike White throwing it. The guy's got the ability to adjust, to extend, you know, those types of things that you want. He could be the one surprise that if things don't really work out for Alan Hearns, okay, now it's about, okay, let's get him going. But if the learning curve is very, very small, he might give Alan Hearns a run. So 37% of the people there yeah. might be absolutely right no, about I the thought, situation. Yeah. I, I, he was my second choice. Yeah. And I just think, oh, is he going to get the opportunity? The rookies usually take a little time to get going, but he could have a huge impact. Well, And so this, this occurred to me. From a percentage standpoint, what do we see more of? Four wide or two tight ends? I think you'll see more. I th- I think that the three wides is their – or you said four I wides. I said four. Yeah, they, they tend to run the ball – they can run the ball out of 11 personnel pretty well. You right. know, spread people out. And they're probably going to have to do it – With their tight ends. Well, they're going to have to do it just maybe if the receivers don't have success – they're still probably going to have to get in 11 personnel just to make people spread out. You know, like if you could say, okay, we'll, we'll play everybody a little wider and give themselves some space and keep people from walking guys down into the box. I mean, it's going to be tough for them. They, they've run the football against eight and nine-man boxes before. But don't you think that's going to – if you're a defensive coordinator right now – I, I am not I am not scared. Who are you of, worried about? I am not scared of any one of your receivers. I'm worried about Zeke. I'm scared about Cole Beasley. And I am scared of Zeke. Okay, Zeke, we got to talk about him because something came out about him last week that I was pleasantly surprised to hear about. He has Nobel now, Prize? Not close. <laughs> not close. Oh. But he's getting there. He is on the leadership council. That man won the Nobel Prize. He's on the leadership <laughs> council. That's a step in the right direction to that Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but he is on the leadership council, and he says, you know, a big step of that is that he wants to be mo- more vocal this year. He wants to step up as one of the younger veterans on this team. I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that because I think that a large part of his identity on this team has been you know, it's Zeke. You He's can't been on the party planning committee. Party planning committee, moving more to the leadership council. Yeah, there you go. He goes from social director to actual director. We'll the see how well he does there. on that console after July 16th. Why do you say that? Why? Because then he's on his own for a month. June 16th. June, June, yeah, June 14th. 16th. I said June July. June 14th yeah. is their last. That July 16th, too. Well, that's the weekend. <laughs> yeah, right? the 4th, we got the 4th of July coming up for Zeke, too. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought you were going with. Yeah, no, the June, lake trips. June 16th. I'm happy to see yeah, it. Yeah, and look, he's one of the best players on this team. It's important for your best players to be <clears> leaders <throat> because you got to have, we talked about this, you got to have the production to be able to, to be vocal. I mean, you got to back it up on the field. So he, he definitely does that. Well, if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I'm looking at how it affected the entire season, what a pain it was the entire season, what a taxing experience it was, probably not worth it at all. And then the fact of the matter is, is just look at what he lost. He lost money. Right. He lost respect from coaches and teammates. He lost a lot. I don't know if he lost respect. 
but he lost guaranteed money. Yeah, I'll go salary. with the money, and I think money. I think everybody. When I was, say yeah. respect, I mean reliability more. No. You know, it was hard every week, in and out. Yeah, I, I think they. You know, this is going to sound really strange and probably bad. I think they knew who Ezekiel Elliott was when they drafted him. They or drafted last year? Yeah, absolutely when they drafted him. I, I think that there's no secret to what was going on at Ohio State with that group. Now, again, it's it's nice to see him say, okay, I have to be more accountable for what's going on. Uh, yeah, that, that was a very difficult year, not only for Ezekiel Elliott financially, but it was a difficult year for his teammates. And, if, you know, if, if you're any kind of a teammate, you would feel bad about the situation, uh, you know, that he wasn't there for them for six games. Yeah. You know, I mean, that I mean, him playing in games, I mean, he basically came out and said, asking about what was he, 53rd on the top 100 player list? Because I missed six games, almost have a thousand yards, you know. I mean, that's that, yeah. Well, no, I'm just, but, but I'm just saying though, he, I think I, I like if there was some remorse about how it went down last year and the, and the reward for him now from the coaches is okay, listen, we do trust you, we think you can be a leader, we think you can make be a difference maker. I think this is his way of, of bringing him back in. He was a, a little bit on the outside last year. And, you know, but everybody loves Zeke. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't love yeah, Zeke. Yeah, his teammates love him. And I will say one one way he does lead is on the field. Physical, he's going to bring it every single time he's out there. I think guys follow that physical tone. And that's important, you know. So that's another way to lead. You don't always have to be the vocal guy. But obviously, taking care of your off-the-field business, every leader, every if you're going to be a leader on a team, everybody has to do that. No question. Well, and he's so lucky. The draft class he came in, they're a good class. I mean, you look at guys like Jalen Smith. You you have to follow his lead of just everything he's done just to get back onto the field. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, little, yeah. this is Dak's team. This is Zeke's team now. I mean, there is no Jason Witten anymore. So if the best young players on this team have to have a larger role in the locker room. And that, that includes Zeke for sure. That includes Zeke. That includes yeah. the Zach Martins. That includes the Byron Jones. Yeah. It's all of a sudden this team is very very young. It's it's really incredible. I've I've been meaning I need to go back and see like where it ranks in Just the NFL an age. the average age because it's it's a lot of second and third years guys. But is it young and experience? Uh, well, now your starting quarterback has started a lot of games in the league now for being twenty four years old. That's good. But you, you shook your head. Yes. <clears throat> well, yeah, they they're they're young, but these guys have played. Yeah, yeah. You know Dak. He's played 32 yeah. games. Zeke's played. Dak's played. Zeke's played, what, 16 and 10? Yeah. That's 26 Lyle games. Lyle Collins has played. Collins has played. Uh, you look at now. The, uh, Wouzier, once he got healthy uh, Wuzier for a rookie, played. he played. Xavier yeah. Woods played. Brown's played. They've all they've all played. With so, these, some spots, you're going to have some guys that, that haven't. Of course, the you know if the starting Mike linebacker happens to be Van Der Esch, Right, mm-hmm. but but if whoever they play at Sam linebacker, if it whether it's Jalen Smith or Wilson, Wilson's played a lot for a young and, guy, and and the offensive line's played. Yeah. Now if Connor Williams wins the job, okay, fine. I think he. But is. at least the backup tackle now has played in the Super Bowl, so <laughs> your depth <laughs> there is much yeah. better off yeah. than yeah. what you I guess projected you had, which didn't work out so well this the, I, the, the one position i keep going back to is this receiving group that's the one i think we're going to have to figure out well i, I think we're going to have to say something okay, you haven't the, had to the, worry about in a while yeah who are the best five i mean and i'm not saying right now we have to just 
throw out five names, but right. I think when we get to Oxnard and it's show, you know, it's show 15, it's show 18, it's show, you know, we're down to it, we're going, okay, what do we learn about this receiving crew? Did you have and, trouble and, ranking them last week? I, had three, I put yeah. Cole Beasley at number one. I did too. Well, you know, you look at where we were this Check time out on last Cowboys. year. Com, by the way. Yeah, you know, it's on there. I remember there being a discussion about what they were going to do at receiver. They had so many. I mean, Andy Jones was a name that you're like, does he stay on? At this point last year, Lucky yeah. Whitehead was still on the team. You know, deep. Young yeah. guys were not going to make this rock. Yeah. The whole thing with, with Noah Brown. The, Noah, the, the Brown. Noah Brown was a... Bryce Butler, yeah. what he was going to be. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a kind of a group of guys that you're like, okay, we've got the four. Who's the fifth one? Or who's the sixth one? And now you're kind of like, okay, we've got two or three. Who are the other three? Yeah. You know, yeah, or, can, and you can, don't can, have to count Austin in that group necessarily. Right. You right. Can, you know, so yeah, but who else? Can Lance Lenore break through? <clears throat> See, that's that's the guy I always talk about. That's my my Lance Lenore because of Will McClay's relationship with him. It's like you know, I'd like to see him do something. The there, development. There might be there might be a surprise guy that we don't think about like that. The Lance Lenore guy. That we that that comes in and it's like, what what, what well, Cedric Wilson? I mean, I'm not giving Cedric. I mean, I, I'm kind of just kind of poo pooing Cedric Wilson right now. I know, now. and he's got and he and he's got a, he's got a lot of ability. And and so okay, do you carry five wide receivers? Wait a minute, we're carrying three quarterbacks now. Well, how many tight ends are we going to carry? Wait, you, you got to carry Rico? No, we're not going to carry Rico. We're carrying three tight ends. You, know, you, you get you kind of get into a numbers a numbers game with some of these positions. And, and I'm not necessarily thinking it might be that whoever doesn't make this team probably made it because they just weren't good enough. It wasn't because. Which is a great problem to have. Well, it, it's a great. You want them to be good. But you want to be able to say, you want to be able to say, man, we had a really tough decision. We got seven. We got seven receivers for five positions instead of. Okay, we've got seven receivers good. and we we're only going to take these four. And by the way, who was on the waiver wire today? Yeah. 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 Who was who can we trade for? Who is there somebody? Free agents. Yeah. Who who do we need to work out? You know. Yeah. And that, be and beware of Earl if he can play like he did in the season opener against Missouri. Yeah. Mm. Malik Earl. Malik Earl. Yeah. Oh. I can't believe I sat there at the TV just cussing. <laughs> Eighty-nine yard touchdown on third and twenty-four. Welcome to Missouri football. Man, what a hanger. Well, if you guys didn't realize you had just joined us for an hour of Talking Cowboys, we will be back next week, final OTAs week, and then we get into mini camp. So join us in our last few episodes before training camp. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?